0: man. afternoon welcome to another great edition of the right fit podcast i'm daryl jacobs your host join me every friday noon eastern time with decision makers both from collegiate athletics and the professional world of sports but joining me today is the deputy athletic director at the university of oklahoma mr marcus bowman marcus welcome to the right fit daryl it's great to be here thanks for having me well thank you for taking the time on stage just got a promotion congratulations and with promotion comes more responsibilities, so I know you've been very, very busy, but very, very happy for you at the University of Oklahoma. But before we get started with the Q&A, talk a brief little bit about your journey in collegiate athletics.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I'm originally from Columbia, South Carolina, I'm born and raised, uh, probably like a lot of folks, was you know very involved in, in sports growing up, um, but I had two loving, unbelievable parents. Um, and one older brother. And one of the things that our parents instilled in me and my brother was the importance of education. And uh, so for him, for us to be able to participate uh, or be involved in any extracurricular activities, particularly sports, uh, we had to make sure that our grades were right. Um, and that led us uh, to both being able to uh, uh, go to college um, and I had the opportunity to go to the University of Pittsburgh where I got a full academic scholarship um, and then walked on to the basketball team. Uh, this was in the early 2000s, right when Pitt was really hitting their stride in, in basketball and having a lot of success. Had an unbelievable uh, journey um, at Pitt, playing four years uh, for Ben Holland and Jamie Dixon. Um, we had some very successful teams, went to the NCAA tournament every year, uh, won a couple Big Easts. Uh, regular season championships, one tournament championship. Um, So it was a great, uh, a great four years. Uh, But what I made sure that I did during that time, because I knew that basketball in terms of the next level was probably not what was next for me. Um, So I made sure that I took full advantage of the things that were offered to us as student athletes, most notably the relationships that I was able to build um, during my time there and I'll take you back to one story, uh, the summer of my, uh, the summer between my junior and senior year. So it was kind of the last summer before uh, graduation, if you if you will. My um, intern at PNC Bank, um, which is uh, headquartered in Pittsburgh, but a nationally known bank, had a great experience. Actually, worked for some uh, unbelievable people, um, and they offered me a job. Um, but one of the things that I, I thought. Uh, or realized during that time was that I didn't think that I wanted to work in banking for the rest of my life. Uh, it wasn't something that, you know, filled my cup, if, if you will. And one of the things, as I mentioned, I'd always had a passion for growing up was sports. And I always thought that if I can combine my passion and my love, which was sports, with things and knowledge that I learned in school, uh, particularly on the business side, is that I could have a, a career uh, and a profession, and not just a job, right? Because I think that there's a difference between between the two. You know, a career profession is something that you're really passionate about and that you have a love for. Uh, a job is just something that you maybe do every day, and not that the career profession, you don't want to be compensated and, and treated right and things of that nature. And so uh, after that summer, I, I accepted the job, right, because you go to school, you get a job. And I spent my whole senior year doing a lot of research on what was uh, the sports business, right? I mean, if you, anybody can only imagine is mean, it hundreds and hundreds of billion dollar industry when you think about. Or, or the business of sports. Or the business of sports, You right? right? When you think about collegiate, professional, working at arenas, working for Nike, athletes, whatever, it's so many different avenues. Uh, but it's some. sometimes it can be a little bit of a challenge to break into. And so met with a lot of people at uh, Pitt at the time and spend a lot of time just doing research and was fortunate. Uh, actually, after I graduated um, there was an opportunity at Pitt in the business office for me to kind of come right in and get my feet wet. And so I got that opportunity um, and just kind of worked my way up through Pitt worked there for 12 years in a variety of different roles. Um, and then from there had a chance to go to UNLV uh, as a senior associate and CFO there and working with the men's basketball program and, did that for three years, um, and then I had this unbelievable opportunity to come here to the University of Oklahoma uh, almost two years ago. Uh, so I've been here for two years. So that's kind of my background and my story of how I got to where I am.
0: Well, you mentioned what you did prior to coming to the University of Oklahoma. Talk about the area that you oversee, and do you have any sport oversight?
1: I do. So my my day-to-day function, so I'm the uh, Deputy AD uh and CFO, so chief financial officer and business strategy. So really my responsibility is kind of the overall financial health of the athletic department. So I'm responsible for, um, you know, budget management, uh, short, long-term uh, financial uh, reporting, uh, capital projects, things of that nature. Um, and I do actually have uh, sport oversight. I work with our men's basketball program here. So I'm involved in, uh, in pretty much all the facets um, aspects of the uh, athletic department.
0: Talk about some of the processes that you might have led or participated in when it came to hiring coaches or athletic administrators.
1: Yeah. So at, at all three of my stops, I've been a part of of, of coaching searches uh, at each one um, and in a variety of different sports. Um, I've been involved in a few uh, few basketball, head basketball coach searches. Uh, both at UNLV and here at the University of Oklahoma. I've been involved in uh, a few football searches uh, at Pitt and at UNLV. I've been involved in in, in a variety of other different uh, head coaching searches with some uh, Olympic sports, um, soccer, uh, tennis, um, baseball, volleyball, uh, wrestling. Um, And so I've been able to learn a lot about um, what – administrators look for when they are uh, talking with prospective coaches um, on potentially them taking that next step in their career.
0: What advice, this is a coaches show. What what advice would you give coaches that's looking to transition into collegiate athletic as far as on the administrative side, um, if they decide to do that? Because a lot of coaches now today, they're getting burnt out. You know, they're looking to Um, you know, step away from coaching. They want to go into administration um, as well. What advice would you give to some coaches that's looking to transition uh, from the coaching side to the administrative side?
1: Well, I mean, I I think the first thing that I would say is, um, you know, whether you're transitioning into administration or even transitioning into a different role, always say, uh, do a great job at the job you have, right? So be where your feet are, right? And, And try to do an unbelievable job Uh, wherever it is. Um, And then, you know, if if you have an aspiration to transition into administration, maybe because uh, you're ready to get out of the the coaching world, uh, what I would say is, you know, before you start to, um, you know, interview or things of that nature, do a little bit of research, do a little bit of homework. Um, My guess is that most coaches, obviously, they've probably been fairly narrowly focused in terms of uh, understanding the entire scope of athletic administration, uh, probably because maybe the nature of who they've dealt with has probably been, you know, maybe there's sport administrator or folks in academics or folks in compile. But what I would say is, you know, collegiate athletics is has and continues to change so much. And there's a different type of skill set that is needed for so many different uh, positions. And so I would say, you know, do your homework, talk to folks, other administrators and maybe see what it is that, um, might fit your skill set and things that you're good at. Right. And so, uh, cause some coaches might be able to immediately go in and be an unbelievable fundraiser, right. They, they do a great job with, uh, relationship management and communication and don't have a, a a problem, you know, asking somebody for, for money, uh, while others that might not be their strength, right. They might be a little bit more behind the scenes. So they might want to be in in uh, facilities or game management or something along those nature. Um, Or, you know, you might have some folks that really like to connect with the student athletes. Right. And that's been kind of their passion. So maybe they want to get into student athlete development or life skills or academics. And so, you know, I would say, you know, kind of do your homework, do your research, kind of, you know, understand yourself, uh, understand how you can fit into one of those lanes.
0: Let's go back to the, the, um hiring processes that you've been involved with? Because a lot of coaches, uh, that's a member of Rising Coaches you know, who watches this podcast are always looking for tidbits when it comes to the hiring process. Some of the, you know, do's and maybe some of the don'ts or some of the things that you saw that were um, eliminators and some of the things you saw that might have been enhancers um during that interview process. Would you, you know, share some of that um And I think that would be very helpful, particularly to the coaches.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think the first thing that I I always say and. You know, you can you can almost immediately separate yourself, uh, one, either for good or for bad, is doing your homework on the actual job um, and understanding um, that particular job. Right. Um, A lot of times. you know, you get in front of somebody and you can tell that they have not done their research on that job, whether it is they they've studied the roster, they've studied, you know, the administrators, they understand the conference, they understand what it takes to win uh, in that league. They understand maybe um, the, the history of that, you know, basketball program or any, or any particular sport. Um, and so that, that's the first thing that I always say is, is, is do your do your homework and your research, you know, on the job. And then because that leads into uh, uh, preparedness. Right. And so be prepared, uh, be able to eloquently and succinctly um, speak to your plan. Right. Be able to be able to uh, identify uh, what it is. Um, that is going to make you stand out and why you're the best fit uh, for that particular job. And that might sound simplistic in some in some form or fashion, um, but it's very, very important. Uh, I can't stress enough the importance of being prepared um, and certainly understanding uh, understanding the job. And then, you know, be, be yourself, right? Be authentic. Um, don't be somebody um, that you're not, um, because I think that those things... Um, we'll show um, over time. Um, and then when that oppor- when that opportunity comes, ask questions. So at some point, um, you know, the AD or one of the administrators is going to turn to you and say, do you have any questions for us? Or what are some questions that we can answer for you? Be prepared. Have some questions ready. And they got to be job specific. Right. You know, don't ask like very broad questions. You want to ask questions specifically. Uh, about the job because it's a two way street, right? I mean, obviously, the administration is interviewing that individual. That coach is, you know, to uh, the same degree interviewing that administration. And really, what you're trying to see is are we the best fit for each other? Because um, these jobs are very, very important. Um, they're hard to get. Um, and you don't typically have a lot of time um, to select. Um, the right individual, you're usually having a few conversations. And and so you're making a lot of uh, assumptions. Um, and so that's why I say always, you know, first thing first is do your homework and your research. Understand that job. Understand um, what it is about that job that you really want. Um, being prepared and then certainly be ready to ask uh, good questions. Well, Marcus, let me pay some
0: bills here. Let's go to a commercial break and we'll come back. You're listening and watching The Right Fit here with my guest, Marcus Bowman, Deputy AD, University of Oklahoma.
1: The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies? Let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile. All for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates, and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit risingcoaches.com.
0: Welcome back to the Right Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Jacobs. I'm with my guest today, Marcus Bowman, Deputy Athletic Director, University of Oklahoma, and we're talking about all things right fit. Let's talk about a little bit about those do's and don'ts. You briefly mentioned them, and I want you to expand the bottom. Maybe give two or three do's and don'ts during the interview process. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, well, um, I would say you know one of the do's is um, listen, right? So certainly listen to uh, the individuals that you that you that you're meeting with. Uh, you know, try not to to inter- interrupt them. I guess uh, per se when they're uh, when they're talking. Um, and then an- another do I would say is you know be very uh, succinct with your answers. You know, make sure that you're getting in and out of uh, answers uh, to questions uh, succinctly. Uh, one of the things that can be challenging is, um, you know, when somebody may run on a little bit um, and and not be able to, after they're finished answering that question, um, you're trying to figure out what exactly their answer, their answer was, right? Because uh, as an athletic director, I'm thinking about, you know, when I put this individual... In front of the media, when I put this individual in front of my student athletes, when I put this individual in front of donors and, and supporters and um, university administration. Um, so always thinking about that. So I would say those are uh, some of the uh, do's and kind of goes into um, some of the don'ts as well.
0: Let's talk about the business of collegiate athletics as a future Power Five or FCF Athletic director, and I'm claiming it for you because it's definitely going to happen. How has it changed? How Has the uh, business of college athletic changed?
1: Man, how much time do we have? Right? <laughs> I mean, because it's it's changing a lot, right? I mean, it is. It looks different today than it looked six months ago, and certainly looks different than it did six years ago. Um, and I think that what we're seeing is this new wave of. Uh, yeah. You know student athlete empowerment um, and a student athlete voice right and that that goes back to a couple years ago even when uh you know we saw a lot of the the racial <clears throat> the racial injustice being at the forefront and you're starting to hear you know student athletes speak about what it is that they are passionate about and their voice and it was kind of in the beginning and um well you really even prior to that you know you can go back to some of the some of the cases that were starting to bubble up as it related to um, student athlete, you know, compensation and things of that nature. And obviously now as, as things change with um, NIL and the transfer portal, uh, and so we're seeing this massive, massive change in our industry, uh, particularly in some of the, uh, some of the big sports, you know, football and, and, and men's basketball. Um, and so I think the biggest thing for, us as administrators and us as coaches is we have to understand and embrace change. I always say the only thing that's constant in life is change, right? You can't, can't think about anything that over time always stays the same, right? And in collegiate athletics, maybe good, bad, or indifferent, a lot of things have been the same for a long time. And now that we see things changing, um, you know, it's making some people feel a little uneasy. Now, they're changing that probably a lot more of a rapid pace than I think some of us would like. I don't think necessarily that everybody is anti-change. They just might be anti-change so quickly. Um, but it's here and uh, it's not going anywhere. And so we have to be prepared uh, to adjust uh, kind of what it is that we do um, in collegiate athletics and, and particularly as we approach uh, young people these days and their decision-making process and, and uh, what it is that they're looking for and how you keep them. And so, I mean, it, it is, it is rapidly changing. I mean, I, I wish I could, I mean, you could sit here and probably talk for hours. Longer. Well, maybe
0: I'll, I'll make that another show, to talk about changes <laughs> in because they, there's so many that's happened so rapidly, as you said, you know, me, somebody that I've spent over 20 years as a, head coach at the collegiate level, basketball, and then on the administrative side, you know, um, you know, even then, prior to all this, there was changing, but not sweeping changes like this in terms of um, just how the culture has changed, not so much NCAA rules. And that's another show within itself, the bylaws and, you know, all that stuff, but the changes are rapid. Um, You know, my hat's off to um, athletic administrators like yourself dealing with so much, Um, with the student athlete, you know, from the mental health part um, to social um, justice uh, to NIL um, and to that transfer portal. I gave you four things that's very prevalent. That's that's really sweeping through um, collegiate athletics. And, And what that's what that said, because of the changes, talk about some of those job opportunities that probably were not there three or four years ago. Now that athletic departments are looking to fill. Um, I mentioned mental health. Are there some more that may be coming about?
1: Yeah, so you know mental health is a is a big one, and I think that's something that we've seen uh, you know certainly change over the last you know year or two and it's really only risen, you know, coming out of out of covid. um and so uh, we here at Oklahoma have always had a unbelievable mental health programs called the pros and um We have expanded our our staff and and try to make sure that we provide all of the resources uh, for our student athletes uh, um, to be able to deal with, you know, the type of both mental health and then just thinking um, sports psychology as well and how to perform at the highest level in their particular sport. So that's one. Um, And, you know, we talked a little bit about NIL. Right. And, And what you're seeing now is. A lot of athletic departments having dedicated individuals that are thinking about all things NIL, um, and there's it's, it's different by school, maybe by state, depending on what your state law is, um, and we're all still learning. But um, it is one of those things that you have to have somebody thinking about uh, constantly, um, and so you're starting to see, a, you know, a lot of that as it relates to um, departments hiring NIL specific positions and somebody thinking about how that's going to operate at their particular institution um, for all of their athletes, not just for, um, you know, some of the revenue uh, producing sports. And so I would say those are, are, are two of the big ones. Um, you know, we're also starting to see a lot more uh, athletic departments take a, a higher um, interest and look into positions specifically also looking at diversity diversity and inclusion across the department and across the board and how we make sure how we're doing related to our hiring practice, how we're doing related to the education of our student-athletes, the education of our staff, and just ultimately how are we becoming a, a greater part of the community and making sure that we're doing our part um, in increasing that awareness and, and being a part, um, certainly, of the change that we all want to make sure we continue to see. Marcus Bowman, I want
0: to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I know we've been trying to catch up for quite some time. And once, once again, congratulations on your promotion there at the University of Oklahoma. But my last question is something that I love asking my guests it's called Word Association, meaning okay. that I'll say a person, place, a thing. You say the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, and if you want to expand about it, you can do that as well. Um, let's start with the University of Pittsburgh. Home. Well, the next one is Columbia, South Carolina.
1: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> You got driving <me> there. <laughs> I got you. But <laughs> well, you can say real home, real, real home. I say you know, that's that's Columbia is is what what raised me. Pit in a lot of ways, and in a lot of ways, what made me. I, I look at both of those places as, as home.
0: Absolutely,
1: family. Everything. I mean, my family means everything to me, uh, whether it's my wife and my uh, my two kids or uh, my mom, my brother, uh, aunts, uncles, grandparents. Um, family is everything. And finally,
0: UO, University of Oklahoma.
1: The standard, the best. I mean, we, uh, I look at the University of Oklahoma, in particular, in the athletic department, is the best in the country. And, um, we try to do what we can to set the standard, uh, across the board.
0: Marcus Bowman. Thank you for taking the time this afternoon to join me. I want to thank the viewers and listeners for tuning in as well. Join me next Friday with another great guest here on the right fit until then, please stay healthy, stay safe, and have a wonderful
1: weekend.